Welcome to Parents Take 5, where we take five minutes of your day to share parenting and family tips that help you grow in faith. Here, we come to you in your car, through your headphones, on the go, while chasing your kiddos or texting your youth, wherever you need a little support in your day. I'm Jen Evans, Associate Pastor for Youth, Young Adults, and Families with Young Children at Second Presbyterian Church in Little Rock, and your host. If you have any questions or have ideas, you can find this Facebook group for podcast listeners by searching for Parents Take Five. That's F-I-V-E. With that said, I hope you enjoy this moment of sanity and growth catalyst. Don't forget to subscribe to my channel for more tidbits on the fives. Today we have special guest Mark and Kathy Hagemeyer. Mark is an attorney and manages the general counsel's office at the University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences. Prior to becoming a lawyer, Mark served as a Russian linguist in the United States Army, worked as an outward bound instructor, and studied at a Zen Buddhist monastery, and taught English in Japan. Kathy has a master's in education and has provided new staff training and assisted with curriculum development for 23 years at Mid-South Training Academy. Prior to this, Kathy served in the field of child welfare with the Division of Children and Family Services and worked as an Outward Bound instructor for at-risk youth. She's presented at several state conferences, including the CASA Conference, Foster Parent Conference, and several focused on child abuse and neglect. And they're kind and they're faithful. Oh, and they have two wonderful young adult women who are daughters, Katie and Annie. Money and our kiddos. Now, I got to be honest, this is not a topic that I enjoy talking about because our kiddos, every time I turn around, are wanting more of it. So I'm hoping that you can help us all out with some good tidbits. So what do we need to know? So our kids were exactly the same way. And so these are quick four tips to sort of temper that constant reaction from your children. And this, that was exactly what we were faced with. Okay. Uh, I was tired of the no at Target and Walmart scenario. <laughs> so the first thing we did was by the time our kids were five, we gave them $1 per week for each year they were old. So by mm -hmm. at five, they got $5. Um, a lot of people have said, wow, it seems like a lot of money for a kindergartner. Maybe it was. And that first a uh, week when they got it in the summer, they immediately went to the swimming pool uh, snack bar and bought three Cokes and two Snickers bars. And I considered that an excellent uh, investment in learning about finances because the next day when they said, I'd like another Coke, the answer was, where's your allowance? Mm. And well, now can I bring a Coke from home that's free? I'm like, yes, you can. So quickly they learned how to spend money. A five-year-old cannot make money. And mm. so... Everything is learned. So how do you learn how to spend money wisely if you don't have any money? So that was sort of the thought process for the whole thing. That moved into the, I want to stop the tantrums at Target. And so we, if your children say, oh, I want a new model or I want a new football, our answer was, well, you get an allowance. Of course you can buy it with your allowance money. And their general response was, well, either I've already spent my allowance money or I didn't bring it with me. 
We had a rule. We don't give loans. It's cash on the barrel head. And so um, that usually went to round two, which was mommy or daddy will pull out dramatically the wish list from my wallet or her purse and say, now, which Barbie exactly do you want since you don't have your allowance? We would put that down. And when Christmas and birthdays came around, we would now flourish out the wish list from our wallets and purses and say, now, what do you want really from this? Because grandma and grandpa are going to ask. And they knew that we were serious, that we had heard them. I think a lot of times they just want to be heard for what they want, right? Absolutely. Or that something's neat. And you didn't say no. Never said no. That was the key. We did not want to say no. I love it. And it creates a kind of an ongoing list. So you always have it handy. Half the time, Christmas and birthdays come around and you say, do you still want the blonde Barbie? And they're like, I, I said I wanted a blonde Barbie. They don't even care. It's just the reaction <laughs> of the moment, which is another great teaching opportunity. Most stuff we don't want or need, we just want it then, right? Do you think that dollar a year for your age, does that still stand, do you think, for a week? So if my kid is eight... $8 a week? Do you think that's, that's a great still question? Good? I, I don't know. The point for me was you've got to give them money to spend money. Right. You know, you, they have to learn how to spend money. Okay. Um, and I think if they have money, you have lots of great discussions about money. Right. You know? Right. So whatever it is, make a decision in your and family. Let them know and got stick it. to it. The third one was clothes became a big issue and we had to shift on the, okay, we don't want to keep saying no. So by about eighth or ninth grade, we gave our oldest daughter $50 a month in addition to her allowance. And we said, this is for your clothing. Um, I think that included underwear, socks, shoes, the whole shebang. That's not much. That's $600 a year. Yeah. That might have to be changed in today's market. That's, you know, 12 years ago, 15 years ago. But the principle still stands that now they have a larger amount of money and they're responsible for more things. And it became very clear very quickly that uh, the North Face pullover for $150 was not going to work, right? Right. So that could be requested at Christmas or for a birthday, or you could go to Savers or Goodwill and maybe find a Patagonia jumper that somebody had given away. That's fine, too. They quickly learned how to buy one dress and share it among themselves. Or mm. Annie, the younger, would say, hey, that prom dress that you wore four years ago, can I wear that and have it cleaned and be done? So it, they became very savvy. They started to realize, you know, winter clothing has to be used every year, but it goes on sale in March and you can save it for the next year. So that, that really was quite helpful. We also got them a debit card. Oh, so yeah. that was helpful. So they learned how to manage a debit card before they got out of high school. So our, our four, my fourth little point that I'd share was by the time our kids were in late middle school, seventh, eighth grade, it was at, these were actually church programs that brought us to this particular uh, issue. And it was called the You Gotta Have Skin in the Game program. And so when your kids came home from uh, Sunday school saying, oh, this summer I can go to Mo, Montreat, Triennium, our family decided, again, not to fight it, not to say no. We had a two-thirds, one-third split. Child paid one-third, we paid two-thirds. So we could always say, look, we're paying twice as much as you. If you want to go to three summer camps and you can come up with the $600, we'll figure out how to swing 12. 
Now, this could you could do this in a lot of different ways, but it became really effective because they quickly realized, well, I really don't have the money to go to three. Probably we didn't have money to go to three either. Um, and so we had a lot of good conversations on how do you want to spend your money in order to participate in youth programming. Yeah, yeah and I think families can use that in different ways. Like I know in the past, some families have chosen that, you know, as they attend youth, they bank up money um, as their skin in the game. Right. So, and so, so there, it, it just happens in different kinds of ways based on what your family dynamic is. Yep. And so I think your points are so incredibly helpful and that families are just trying to figure out how to teach um, young people about finances. And quite frankly, I think us as adults are also still trying to figure that out for ourselves as we have families. Um, how much money to give, how to handle the tantrums, how to handle all the different things, sports and all the lessons and the... Absolutely. Um, and so I think this is really helpful. Um, we didn't believe that allowance should be tied with chores, that every family needs to have chores as part of being the team of the family, the allowance was separate to learn about finance. Now, that is a very different um, viewpoint than what I've seen from, from some other folks. Yeah, you can do it lots of different ways, and you can certainly test different things. But learning about money was literally a constant conversation that we had with the girls. Because in the end, my position would be your only place here on the earth for a finite amount of time you know, how you utilize your life energy to make a living and how you spend that money that you are trading your life's energy for is really our big question here of why we're here. And so it was a great way to talk about you know, how you use your life's energy, what do you spend that on, what do you give your money away for, what do you believe in. I, I told my children from an early age, because I didn't understand this myself as a child, I said there's no trust fund here. There's no Mississippi farmland that we grow cotton on that throws off some income. I have a salary, right? And I have X amount of money, and therefore I give what I can to support the things that I firmly believe in. And if you, you know, how can you not be grateful for your mind, your friends, all the blessings that we have? That would be horrifying. To me, if you did, weren't grateful, didn't teach gratefulness. And you can do that with your money. Totally. Well, thank you so much for being with us. I really appreciate your time and energy and passion in helping us parents learn how to navigate finances with our kiddos. We appreciate it. And um, all that you have done with parenting your wonderful young women and sharing your experiences with us. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks, Jen. I hope that you've enjoyed having a few minutes to help you recenter, refocus, and reflect on family and faith. As you think of questions or ideas that you'd like for me to explore on the podcast, reach out. Check out secondpreslr.org for my contact information, or you can find me in the Facebook group. I hope that you'll take five with us again.